Today's show is pre-recorded. I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only, Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah, man. Got a radio show. Do you understand that? I'm telling you, God been big in my life. I'm not going to kid you. I'm telling you, and he'll do the same thing for you. God God is a gentleman. You know, I want to point that out to you. God is an absolute gentleman. He will not come in unless he's invited. He don't just barge into your life. He gives us the power of choice. You know, if you say you got it, I don't need you, he lets you have it. If you say, I need you, come see about me, he right there. It's just a real simple thing, man. So I always say to people this, if you've gotten yourself into something, and please know I have, I, I I was stuck. I thought a couple of times, well, might not make it past this one. But then if I don't make it past it, what's going to happen? And then I held on to this little thing that my mother kept talking to me about. She said, sometimes, son, when you ain't, ain't got nothing else in you, just hope. She said, just hope it'll be all right. You know, and what I've learned in my life is that hope is the beginning of faith. Hope is just, is there a possibility out there for me? I sure hope something happened. See, uh, hope hope is okay, man. Because like I say, for me, the way I've lived my life, hope was the beginning of faith. It was just the idea. It's just the thought that something could change for me. 
that something could be a little bit different for me. That maybe, man, just maybe for some reason I could be saved. I could be rescued. Things could turn around. It could head in the other direction. Maybe I could quit messing up. Maybe somebody will forgive me. Maybe somebody will just say, all right, I don't know. But I can't count the times I've been in that position. But then once I hope a little bit, and then I remember also my mother because she was a Sunday school teacher. She taught me the most valuable lesson I've ever learned in my life. Nothing has been greater in my life than my faith. She taught me to pray. Mama used to say, when it get real dark for you, son, prayer changes things. She said, when you seem like you lost and you can't find your way, stop and pray. She said, because prayer changes things. You know, when you get a point in your life when you've done all you can do and you can't do no more and you just don't know what to do next, she said, stop, son, pray. And combine that prayer with that hope that you got. She said, because that hope is the beginning of faith. She said, if you pray just hoping, She's saying, if God come through for you, that'll give you confidence that he can do it again. And then after a while, you quit hoping. She's saying, you start believing. She's saying, that's when you're on to something. If you can turn that hope into belief, that hope into faith, the ability to believe in something that you can't see. But the key, though, to faith is you're believing in something that you can't see. See, hoping a little bit different for me. Now, I'm pretty sure, like I say oftentimes, I tell a lot of people who can explain this thing a lot better than I can to you. But just from my side of it, being as real as I can be, be with you, see, hope helps, man. If you ain't strong enough to have faith, have hope. And then if you pray with some hope and God answers your prayer, then that hope gains a little confidence. And after a while, that confidence becomes faith. Now it ain't just hoping, but I'm believing. I'm believing in something that I cannot see. Faith has been the key to my entire existence. Even when I didn't have any, it was faith as I look back on it that has gotten me here. And not just faith, but my faith. See, you will only get to where you're going in your life based on your faith. See, a lot of people get the word faith confused. Like, what's your faith? Uh, and then they start going down this whole list of all these different religions out here. But really, in essence, man, when I talk to people about faith, I'm talking to you about your, your belief. How much do you believe in the unseen? How much do you believe in the things you can't see? How much do you believe in the impossible? How much do you believe? See, because faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. Faith is the core of all that is happening to me today. It is the faith that I have in my relationship with God that enables me to just oftentimes, if I stay on the right course and believe a certain way, and act a certain way, his blessings just pour. They just come. And it comes in a lot of little ways, too, I've started to notice. See, it ain't just, a lot of people think blessings is money. Uh, no, nah, man, that ain't it. It's coverage. 
It's every time my plane lands safe. It's every time they predict bad weather and I get up in the sky and it don't be no bad weather. You know, this, this is favor. These are blessings that get poured out to me. Somebody call me and offer me something. Not money, but an opportunity. You know, some somebody say, hey, man, I don't know, but I sent this to you. I thought you might be interested in it. Somebody will send me a scripture or somebody will send me something. That's favor. And it always comes at a time when I need it the most. That's favor. That's pouring out blessings. Now, I'm also the recipient of a lot of other blessings, too. You know, I've been blessed with health. That's amazing blessing, man. I've been blessed with a spirit of not quitting. I've been blessed with the ability to shoulder huge amounts of responsibility. See, blessings come a lot of ways. But once you tie in to God, once you tie in and you start doing the best you can do and you start asking for him to make you a better person, to help shape and mold you into the kind of man or person that he wants you to be, you'd be amazed what God can do with you, man, if you just invite him in and allow him to be a part of your life. I mean, what you got to lose out there? Come on. If you're sitting in the cell this morning, why, why would you not change? You have a chance to turn your life around with a relationship with God. What you waiting on? Are you going to just keep doing it like that, huh? Really? Come on, man. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you not allow God to be a part of your life so you can get to where he wants you to be? God got some big plans for you. If he didn't, you wouldn't keep waking up. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. This is your man right here, Steve Harvey. I'm going to introduce you to my comrades, mm-hmm. my bunker buddies. Yeah. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, nephew Tommy. Oh, and straight out of the sip, Mississippi yep. Monica. Ladies and gentlemen, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, what's on anybody's mind today? Anybody Junior's out today? Anybody got something on their mind? Want to holler, ask me anything? Yeah, where's Junior and Jay? Well, you know, uh, we had two people on the show that have, uh, you know, a lot of things going on in their lives. And, you know, we're praying for Jay um, and Junior. Uh, uh, You know, things happen to us in our life as we get older physically. And then things happen to us in our life that we never get over mentally. And so we're dealing with both. And so hopefully, you know, God willing, you know, things will work out. You know, uh, we're praying for healing. We're praying for maturity. Amen. You know, we're praying for uh, capability. We're praying for coping skills. All of that. Uh, you know, we're praying for more money out of nowhere. You know, we're just looking for so many things. Blessings on top of blessings. Yeah, you know, we just we just need so much to happen on this show. The <laughs> fact that us folks show up religiously, though, <laughs> is, it must mean that we've understood that ain't no money coming out of nowhere. <laughs> that you have children and you have to mature. 
<laughs> and uh, it is what it is. And so that's uh, what we're doing. Uh, Let's be grateful. Yeah, but we have a great show, man. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in the word, the famous words in show business is the show must go on. Go on. How do you deal with an employee? Because we just had a meeting off uh-huh. air. <laughs> Which is yeah. rare because normally Steve yeah. has meetings on the air. Uh-huh. I was I was still uncle. in the meeting. I'm sorry. What I try to do as the leader yes. is make it sound as though we wasn't talking about it off the air. <laughs> oh, is that what make the... it a part of the on-air conversation. Which I could care less than well, clearly. how it ain't about me. You know, once your ass ain't here, once you are not here, out of sight, out of mind, tag you in. Yeah, you're done. Ah, it is not my problem. You know, you might be a big comedian and all that, might have some catchy comebacks, but well, we can't hear him if you ain't here. So it has never really bothered me to talk about a person. Yes. You see, if everybody listening, we, we go when through the same they're stuff, not go here, because that's one of the benefits of when you don't come to work. <laughs> we gets to talk about your ass without rebuttal, and it's not talking about you behind your back. It's talking about you on the air. And I'm perfectly fine with that because it happens to me when I'm not here. Thank you very much. Hope that answers your question. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, the nephew who brought this up going to run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time to start your morning off with run that prank back and the nephew. What you got, nephew? I come here this morning bringing you stupid at its best, but this right here is Girl Scout cookies. Cat dog, if you would. Hello? Hello, my sweet ass. Who's this? Hey, um, how you doing, man? My name is Glenn, man. I work in uh, I work in Building 2. You work for Media, right? Yeah, what, what, what's going on? So we probably met a couple times. Uh, do you have a girl? you have a girlfriend? Uh, why? What's up? So you guys, you guys live together, or or what? Uh, what? What is this your business? Like, what? What? What's, what's the deal? What? What? Why are you asking about my girl? Well, let me ask you this here: What's 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 going on with you and at the job? Uh, I what what do you, what do you mean? What's you, going on with you, like like? I mean, so, I mean, you you know you know right? I mean, so what? Like, what what's what's the deal? What what who who are you? Like, who the, who the are you like what what what's the what what is this for like why you like i don't even know you bro my, my, like, I, 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 just calm down bro just calm down like i say my name is glenn i work at building two you know and i know i'm just telling you now i know you got i know what you and doing okay i know what y'all doing at the job i already know and a couple other people know what's going on and i know you got a girl i know you got a girl at home i know that what so, so, so what, what what the f- what what is this about like why why you call my phone trying to harass me about some bull like who are you like what 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 is your problem like hey man hey 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 calm down man I ain't finna, I ain't trying to tell you a little secret or nothing like that I ain't trying to do that all right but I but but I'm gonna be real with you okay I right, like I said you know I got one of your names I got your number from one of our coworkers okay I got your number I say hey, I want I want to give in the car, I need to talk to him about something. That's how I got your number. 
So oh, yeah, who gave it to you? I, 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 we'll get to that later. Okay, we'll get to that later. But let me, but let me say this though. I know what's going on with you and to the guy. All right, and I ain't gonna say nothing about it. You know, that's just our little secret or whatever. But I do have something that I want you to do though. What what do you want, dude? Like what 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 the do you want? You call me bugging me about and all this bull. Like what do you want? What do you want? Well, here it is, man. Listen, I ain't gonna say nothing about what you got going on. All right, that ain't that ain't even. I don't even care about that. But here here's what I do want you to do. I do need some help from you. All right, listen, my little girl is selling Girl Scout cookies. And I want you to buy 50 boxes of them, all right, with, via cash app, because she got to have them sold by tomorrow morning. Are you kidding me? Dude, bro, you, okay, so you on some blackmails, bull****. And, listen, dude, who the gave you my number? Because you're going to call me, ask me to buy some cookies, and you, you should just be a man and ask me about it. Like, don't be calling my phone trying to give me that bull****. Like... Come on, man. Like, I, I ain't got no time for this. Like, All I'm asking you to do is buy some damn cookies, man. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'm just saying, I just want you to buy some cookies. I need you to buy 50 boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Can you do that no, or not? No, 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 no. You ain't going to call and try to manipulate me into buying, like, your your, your talking and you're trying to make me buy So I ain't going to do nothing for you. Disrespecting me, calling my phone, trying to act like you, like just trying to manipulate. I ain't down with that, bro. I ain't down. Okay, with well, that. let me let me ask you. So you you don't want to buy my cookies though. So do you want me to call your your girl and see if she'll buy my cookies? Bro, you better stay the away from my girl, man. Like don't don't come near her, okay? You don't call her, you don't come near her, you don't come near me. You just need to get the out of here. I'm about to start sixty nine this figure out who you are and come right after you, man. Like, cause I ain't playing, bro. I ain't playing. Okay, so I'm, 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 I'll tell you what, man. I ain't gonna argue with you. I ain't gonna argue with you. But I, I'll get off the phone right now. I'll get off right now. And I'm gonna yeah, you call your girl. I'm gonna call your girl and see if she no. wanna buy some cookies. No, 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 no. You ain't calling nobody. You, you just get, you, you get. I swear to God, I'm gonna find out who you are. I'm gonna find out who gave you that number. I'm gonna call you up. Like, you know, you'll call me trying to harass okay. me. Okay, hey, man, hey, hey, you know what, Adrian? Cool. We're still talking about it, all right? I'm going to get the right. phone like you. So, so, so I'll get off the phone like you want me to, Adrian. I'll do that. But let me, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, though. You sure you want me to call You sure you want me to do that? Right? Isn't that her name? Man, you up an individual. All right, look, how much are these cookies? How much you want? Hey, man, hey, man. Tommy told me you would buy the cookies. Tommy? Yeah. Tommy told me you would buy the cookies. Tommy? Tommy? Hey, man. Hey, man, check this out. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your co-worker got me to pray phone call you. Uh, 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 oh, my God. I'm going to kill him. Damn! Oh, I was so sorry, bro. Oh God! Listen, listen, so listen, Adrian. We have beeped. We have beeped all the names, so nobody knows the names at all. Okay? You're good, bro. You're good. All right, man. I. Mm, you got me. Oh God! I'm. A, I'm a go. I'm a taking that, man. I. I just used up all my energy. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, God, like... <laughs>
Hey, what you got? Yeah. I, I am going to f*** you up, man. I can't believe you got me on this for real. Tell me this, man. One more thing before we go, Ace. What's the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show, man, which is what he's got playing every morning. <laughs> Kill me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, measuring stupidity is quite difficult sometimes, but I think I measure up. It's cleverly stupid, Shirley. That's what it is. Okay? It's cleverly. (laughs) Make it work. That's kind of like being ugly in a cute kind of way. (laughs) Right. She's pretty in an ugly kind of way, yeah. That don't don't apply to me. I'm 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 not taking that one now. All right. All right, nephew, thank you. Uh, Coming up next, it is Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey, in the building for your love questions right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news. Have you seen, have you seen the cover of Paper Magazine? (laughs) Guess who's on the cover? Guess who's on the cover? The one and only Steve Harvey. On fire, Steve. I love everything. And and that's why they call you Blue Cheese. And why why do they call you Blue Cheese again? Because I be dressing. (laughs) Yes, you do, baby. Yes, you do. Uh, Plus, we'll talk about that. Plus, in other entertainment news, Cardi B responds after uh, Tasha Kay, the blogger, says she can't afford to pay Cardi B $4 million in that big defamation lawsuit. Also, in other entertainment news, the Wendy Williams show... Uh, will be canceled in June. And the Sherry Shepard Show will debut in the fall. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour. But right now, it is time to ask the CLO. Joan in Topeka writes, I'm a grandmother to four beautiful babies, and I've been keeping them more since my daughter and her husband are back to normal work schedules. I met a nice man, and he loves our overnight time together. I am going to have to tell my daughter that I'm not available all the time. How do I break the news to her? Mm. I'm not available all the time. I met a man, and we spend the nights together sometime. And when we out here getting it in, it ain't going to be healthy if the kids walk in because they'll need therapy. <laughs> That's what you tell your daughter? Oh. In quote, yeah. Just, uh-huh. just like yeah. that. Cut and dry. That's it. Yeah, just going to put it out there like that. <laughs> you know, okay. it's going to take her breath away when she yes, hears. Mama, what? <laughs> yes. She's going she gonna to clasp her pearls. But it'll be okay. It'll be okay. And sometimes you just have to tell the truth because you've spent your life raising your children and your grandchildren should be just jewels on your crown, but they shouldn't have to be a burden to you too. And me being a grandfather is not a burden for me at all because I walk right past Dad all the time. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Little Noah came to my office the other day. He's spending the night. He said, Papa, can you tuck me in? I said, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow? He's yeah. going to sleep that he night, that though. night. Yeah, yeah. I know, you. but I was watching something. And you couldn't pause it to tuck the baby? Well, I eventually did and took him on up there, but it was under protest. I think he <laughs> kind of felt it because he got tucked in real damn quick. <laughs> threw him under bed and pulled him in. His little ass, I tucked him in there so tight, he damn near couldn't move around. <laughs> in case you squat. I didn't actually tuck him in. He's six. Noah's six? Yeah, I uh-huh. swaddled his ass. That's how. <laughs> that's how. 
that tight, six. I tuck you in. Yeah, I'll stop all this moving around. Bet you won't ask Papa to tuck you in no damn much. At all. <laughs> all right, moving on to Evelyn in Maryland. Evelyn says, my boyfriend and I bought ribs and chicken for a barbecue on Sunday, and his parents came and bought store-bought potato salad. Uh, they brought store-bought potato salad. They piled ribs up on their plates and took food with them. We didn't have any leftovers, and I got mad and went off on my boyfriend. He threw $20 at me and laughed. Uh, did I overreact? Yes, you did. Yeah. You know black people make plates. <laughs> yeah. They have a little you, bit of You already know that. But they ain't brought nothing but potato salad, though, man. <laughs> but dog, that's all data parents. You threw the barbecue. But the, you threw the barbecue. Wait a minute. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know Mr. Chateau party throwing ass ain't sitting up in here worrying about somebody taking a plate. You having people with etouffee stands at your house, fondue oh. stations. That you peach got cobbler, though, Peach Steve. cobbler stations Woo. at your house. You got oh, stations. Hey. People can walk around <laughs> on the tiki does. huts eating all out in the backyard. Uh, what you mad about somebody taking a plate? A photo booth. He got a photo booth. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what my daddy did was, my daddy, after everybody ate, my daddy moved all the regular paper plates into the house uh, and set paper saucers out. Uh, now I make your plate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Had nine-inch dinner plates. It's hard to put all that on a four-inch plate. Had four sitting next to them and everything. Yeah. People mad as hell. Most I'll people want up. you to take food home, so they don't yeah. have to pack it all. Most people. No, nah, you know they they made plates and took it home. You threw the barbecue. You can't throw the barbecue and expect people to leave stuff at your house. Yeah, and get mad like at the parents, parents. Your parents, Come on. yeah. And they bought on, some store bought barbecue, uh, uh, potato salad because they ain't want to make it. Yeah, I feel like doing all yeah. that. Y'all ate. Evelyn, You're right? Yeah. Lighten up, Evelyn. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. The potato salad ain't that damn important. <laughs> really got to get these ribs right. <laughs> that's the star of the show. Yeah, that's the star of the show. Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on to Fern in El Paso. Fern says, my 30th birthday is coming up and my boyfriend is throwing me a party at a bowling alley. I invited my ex-boyfriend who happens to date my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. It's like we did a switch, but it wasn't planned. My boyfriend says he can't be in the same room with her. Does it mean he still has feelings for her? Ooh. Ooh, this is ugly right here. right here. You know, y'all young. Y'all 30 unit. You're inviting your ex-boyfriend and he's his ex, ex He's dating his ex-girlfriend. It's like we switched. Yeah. What? Y'all need to, y'all need to, listen, they can't come to the damn party. Yeah, right. they're out. <laughs> I don't even and know why, why you're inviting this mess with your other friends to be talking about, I remember, didn't they used to see each other? Didn't they? Yeah, exactly. All this mess. Now, your boyfriend, he looking crazy because she over there. Uh-huh. And then the you ought to be looking be crazy because right. he over there. Yeah. All y'all slept together. What, man? <laughs> you make want the happen. party to be about you anyway. It's going to be about Why them. are they here? <laughs> Don't invite right. them. <laughs> as right. soon as the fight break out, the yeah, number you know one it. question is, <laughs> why are they here? Uh-huh. Well, uh, that should have been Steve. here anyway. Mm. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, uninvite them. Okay. Moving on to Mitch in Monroe. Mitch in Monroe. I'm in my mid-40s, 
and I depend on a woman for everything. Hmm. I, it's tearing me up inside that I need her to pitch in on the bills and the house note. I'm a street dude by nature, and I need my pride back, and I want my woman to know I'm in charge. My pastor says it's okay for the woman to lead. Your thoughts? Well, now listen to me. It's okay for the woman to lead if it's okay with you to be led. Other than that, I'm not in full agreement. Now, now listen to me. If you all are in a marriage and you all have pledged yourself to each other, sometimes the woman is doing what she does to keep the boat afloat. But most women do that anyway. But now if it's not okay with you, the question beckons, beacons, beckons, whatever the word is. Beckons. Why are you dependent solely on this woman? You got to get back out here. Now, if you have a police record and it's providing, stopping you from getting jobs, you got to get in here and get your hustle on in terms of what can you do in terms of being an entrepreneur that can make you feel whole again. But you're not going to feel whole in this role that you're playing. I don't care what your past is say. So you got to do something to change what makes you feel uh, like you're making a major contribution in the relationship. And I admire you for feeling this way, young brother. All right, CLO, thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Steve Harvey, our very own fearless leader, is on the cover of the latest issue of Paper Magazine, paying homage to the late fashion visionary Andre Leon Talley. Steve, you were rocking a two-piece suit by Dior Men, bright red cape, which that was my favorite, by Balenciaga Couture, a custom Altimoda shoes, a custom Altimoda shoes and sunglasses by Yves Saint Laurent, while puffing on your favorite cigar. Uh, you were styled by your stylist, Ellie Caramo. And so, Steve, you got to tell us about the different looks. We love the blue, we love the red, we love the black tuxedo, the gloves, all Dressed of it. Just like a cap on there, look like, doesn't it look like a cap on there? Red, oh. did y'all notice it? Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've said this red, before. Red cape. The fact that my three daughters are all Deltas, and every now and then I pay homage to my sisters, the Deltas. It ain't okay. my fault that y'all got the same color as the girls. I don't know why I keep getting thrown into this, but that ain't none of my fault. Okay, I did now, mention this. Back, uh, Michael ahead. B. Jordan did the interview. He interviewed you, so that's interesting, oh, okay. too. That's uh, so oh, cool. Uh, oh, you got to read the interview. Oh, oh really? make sure you go all the way to the end. Okay, all right. Because I flipped the script. <laughs> but I want to say this about this cover. Uh-huh. This is all grace. I had no plan. Mm-hmm. I had no hand in this. I just got a phone call and they asked would I do it. I didn't even understand the magnitude of the paper magazine. I didn't know that it was a cultural, iconic magazine. I didn't know. So for me to try to take any credit for this would be wrong. This was, they called Ellie Caramo, my stylist, and asked him, could they do it? When he called me, this kid was almost in tears. Because it was a great moment for him because this young guy, his whole life has been style and fashion. I just happen to be benefiting from this guy's incredible gift. So, you know, this being on the cover of paper, it really really wasn't Steve Harvey's doing. You know, I appreciate God for making me, you know, the type of notoriety, but this kid 
is really behind this man and this whole resurrection and Marjorie and <coughs> that's who I had to give it to because you know I stand next to Marjorie in all these pictures. This girl <laughs> yes. so you know. doesn't have a stylist, doesn't have a personal shopper, mm-hmm. nothing. Marjorie Harvey styles herself. She's a oh, bag. Wow. And I just didn't want to be the old ass man standing next to this bad <laughs> chick. Going, looking damn. crazy. Yeah, I, you know, I'm just sitting here going, damn, man, you looking older and older and older. <laughs> <laughs> and and like she's a big part of that, you know, because I just really this whole thing, man, was like it came out of nowhere. The one thing that we decided and I asked them not to do was because photo shoots are my least favorite thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, look, man, if you can capture who I really am, I have spent my whole life as a cool person, and I'm really not allowed to be cool on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, I don't I don't want to take pictures with that TV smile and all like this here. I don't want to not smoke if I feel like smoking. I don't want to do this pose, and I don't want to just, if you can capture me, in my element of who I really am, because the majority of the time I'm not smiling. And so a big part of the article was, I told them, I don't want you to interview the TV star, the guy that you see out front. I want you to talk and meet the person, but by the grace of God, which is the main reason I'm here, other than the grace of God, I want you to meet the dude behind it. And that dude had to have a lot of grit, funk, and coolness to get here. And so that's what they did. And nice. that's how Sue can't came wait across. to read the article. Yeah. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh Michael B. Jordan interviewed me and it was uh interesting. Yeah. Uh, that go? And Lori's gonna be in the same issue. Her part okay. comes out tomorrow. Uh-huh. Now, Lord have mercy. This girl took after her mama. She just little Marjorie on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Does Michael sweet. B. Jordan interview her, uh, Lori, as well? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. But I interviewed him at the end. <laughs> you flipped it on him. <laughs> oh, dope. How'd that go? <laughs> I don't know him, but I feel like I do. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, man, uh, he's actually a cool guy. You know, uh-huh. we text He'll call me for advice or a situation. He in, he'll ask me, OG, how you handle this? You know, we talk like that. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. Um, it's hard to predict a relationship. You know, look, you can pull for somebody, but nobody really knows what's going on, but they seem happy. Uh-huh, you know, they, they seem to be they really do. glad they around love. each other, you know. And so I'm I'm pulling for him, but you know it's it, it's it's hard because yeah. he's famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has social media fame, mm-hmm. and it's increasing with every time she does a deal with a Burberry or or somebody like that. So it's hard for young people to make it these days, man. It really, really is. So, well, we're pulling for him. We are. Yeah. Love. And we can't okay. wait to wait to read the article, uh, you you and Michael B. Steve. All right. Mm-hmm. So another entertainment news. Remember Cardi B. So please B? go click it as many times as y'all can. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Paper.com, just click it, click it, click it. <laughs> and read the article to the end, right? Yeah. To the very end, you say. All right. 
All right, so we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. A Georgia jury has found the three racist men who murdered Ahmad Arbery guilty. They were found guilty of federal hate crime charges in that case. The jury needed just four hours to reach the verdict on the charges, which stated that the killers committed the crime purely because of Arbery's race. That means purely because he was black, of course. Prosecutors pointed to dozens of racist text messages and social media posts to prove their case. All three had been convicted of murder, uh, which Travis McMichael and his father, Gregory McMichael, were sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Their neighbor, William Roddy Bryant, was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for his role in the killing. They all have said they plan to appeal those convictions. Look. They are not want to go to court no more. (laughs) No, come on and go. Come on and go. So we can keep slamming that door in your face. You murdered this kid for no reason. Yes, sir. Other than he was black. That's right. If this was a white kid that went into a building that was under construction and looked around and didn't take anything, Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. have him on footage several times, and then one day he's jogging through your neighborhood around the same place as the house, he wouldn't have got ran down by these three uh, racists and shot and killed. It's just no way. It doesn't happen to them. It only happens to us over and over and over. Why don't nobody see that? You know, at first we were begging them to pay attention to what was happening to us. Mm-hmm. Then we thought, wow, since of social media and camera phones, now they can see it. Okay. So now it's rather obvious now, right? They watched them kill George Floyd. They watched these people kill Lamar Aubrey. The videos that are missing, though, and I'm glad they are missing, but the videos that are missing are the white kids that are being killed by vigilante groups and the white kids that are being killed by the police. And the reason they're missing is because they don't exist. And the reason they don't exist is because it doesn't happen to them. It just happens to black people and people of color. Because believe me, if Fox could show you that it was equal, they would. They would. But Mm. they can't, cause it ain't. Yesterday, runners honored uh, Ahmaud Arbery. Everybody ran 2.23 miles yesterday, which is you know, the day that, uh, that he was killed. Everybody, all runners ran 2.23 miles, which is kind of cool. All right. I'm going to have to find right. another way. I'm going to honor him on my radio show because I ain't going to be able to make that. You can't <laughs> <Okay>. run. <laughs> no, I can't run 2.3. 2.23. All right, moving on. Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour from the talk, it will be our girl, Cheryl Underwood. We'll talk to her right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Everybody, uh, we got a family member back with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, many of you are familiar with Metamucil. In case you didn't know this, Metamucil is a daily fiber supplement that helps support digestive health and heart health by lowering cholesterol and maintaining healthy blood sugar levels. Our friends over at Metamucil have partnered with our girl, Cheryl Underwood for the Metamucil two-week challenge to help others create a daily Metamucil routine. Let's find out more, ladies and gentlemen. Cheryl Underwood. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. 
morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know, we're here to talk about the uh, Metamucil HBCU Divine Nine Two Week Challenge. Okay. It's, and it's the second annual HBCU Divine Nine Two Week Challenge. You know, in the first annual Omega Psi Phi was the top fraternity, and Sigma Gamma Rho was the top sorority, and I think Southern was the top HBCU. And uh, we're trying to give scholarship money and my foundation, the Pack Rat Foundation for Education. You say what was the top fraternity? Omega Psi Phi. Oh, where's where's he taking this right here, sir? Uh-huh. Well, just to the top. That's all. She didn't mention nobody else, so I just well, well, well. Every every Divine Nine organization will get some type of scholarship money, but the top organization was Omega Psi Phi. So I, I got to say it like that, Tommy. But that doesn't mean that at the second annual HBCU Divine Nine Two Week Challenge that Kappa. Okay, okay, Tommy, you hear what I'm saying? But, yes, ma'am. But Cheryl, let me but ask when, you. This. When have they ever? <laughs> they will. What, what? Let me ask you this, Cheryl. Yes. This is a, a, a great, great thing that you're doing. I, I love this. Mm-hmm. How did you? How did this come about? Your partnership with Metamucil. Well, you know, I've been taking Metamucil for years because I felt sluggish. I felt weighed down, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be regular. And a lot of people think that Metamucil is your grandma's laxative, but it right. is a great fiber supplement. It goes along with a healthy diet, and it it makes you feel lighter, and you want to move around and exercise. And as you see what's happening to my figure, you see what I'm saying? Oh, it, all it is. Yes, it jump started me. It, it jump started me. And what I loved about it was that uh, it had multi health benefits digestive mm-hmm. health, heart health, mm-hmm. lowering mm-hmm. cholesterol, maintaining healthy blood sugar levels. And, and I really thought this was a great way for me to get blessed with better health, but then also use the blessing uh, that I have in success in my business life to do something good for HBCUs and Divine Nines. Okay. Love All it. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, now the, the Metamucil two-week challenge started February 14th. So mm-hmm. can you tell us how you're doing with it so far? How's it going? It's going very, very well, but I'm a consistent Metamucil user. And for those that are signing up for the two-week challenge, all you got to do is take Metamucil every day for two weeks, and you will feel lighter and more energetic. But also what we want you to do is go to Metamucil.com and sign up for that two-week challenge and then vote for your favorite HBCU. And if you're out west, then mm-hmm. you can vote for Charles Drew. If you're listening on KJLH in Los Angeles, you can mm-hmm. vote for Charles Drew for your HBCU. And my foundation, Pack Rap Foundation for Education, okay. is giving the five uh, scholarships. Fifteen thousand dollars for the for the HBCU. They get the most votes. And then you can also vote nice. for a sorority. Come on, Zetas. Come on, my <laughs> sorority, Zeta Phi Beta. Come on, Monica. Come on, Deltas. And you can vote for a fraternity. So you get to vote three times. You get to vote three times for a HBCU, a sorority, and a fraternity. And the top vote gets get us for the HBCU sorority and the fraternity $15,000 each because we want to promote education in the healthcare sector. That's why we're doing this. It's the Metamucil. It's the second annual Metamucil HBCU Divine Nine Two Week Challenge. Let's vote. Come on, let's do it and we can do it and they will be announced on the talk and I'm very excited about that. 
All right, Cheryl. All right. Well, thank you. I mean, yes, you laid Cheryl. it out for us. I mean, we're going to get healthy, get some money, all of that. Thank you so much. And as Cheryl mentioned, go to metamucil.com to vote. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. And the subject is best friends and lovers. But uh, we'll get to that in just a bit. Right now, though, it is the nephew's turn with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, nephew? Tommy? Well, you know, we all do have done a little creeping in our days. All of us have done it. Creep, creep, creep. But this right here is the creeping path. Ooh, the creeping path. Not the pastor. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, cat dog. <laughs> <laughs> if you would. The pastor? Hello? I'm trying to be speaking. Uh, you got him. Who, who is this? Hey, How you yeah, doing today? I'm I'm doing I ain't doing too good. You done been over here praying for my wife again, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yes, sir. You done came over here three times in one week. My my wife has yeah. already went through the operation and all that. She's gonna be fine. I don't need you over here praying three times a week because uh, honestly I think it's so I think it's something else on your mind when you come over here praying for my wife. I ain't stupid. Brother, you kinda of, hold it, brother. This brother This is Well, your wife was on the sick and shut-in list. And uh, Reverend asked me to come by. Reverend hey, requested that I come by. Okay, he ain't requested for you to bring your black ass to my house for no damn three times in one week, man. So you can cut that bullshit out with me. You can Wait cut that bullshit out. Hold it, brother. I came with Sister Georgia the first time. The second time, I came by myself because she wasn't able to come by. And I only stayed 15 minutes each time. So what's the problem? Because I, I already know what you what you do. I know you're trying to holler at my it. wife. I ain't stupid. Hop at your wife. I have a wife. Why would I help at your wife? She's part I of the already, new church I already know what you. I already know what you're doing, man. You up in here you trying to holler doing. at my wife. Why ain't, no, why, ain't no, why ain't nobody at the house? I already know what you're doing. Let me tell you something. Keep your black away from my damn house. If you want to pray for my wife, you can pray wait for my wife. I'm going to tell you Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't, wait a minute, hold it. You can't talk to me like me, that. You're going to make me lay hands hey, on your ass. That's what you're going to make oh, me Oh, no, nah, brother. Ain't going to be none of that. Ain't going to be none of that. You're talking to the wrong brother now. Okay? Now, first of all, you're not going to disrespect me and curse me out. Okay? That's not even the way brothers should be talking to brothers. Second of all, if there's any laying on the hands, it's going to be my hands laying on you, okay? You ain't finna lay shit. You ain't finna lay I, I know uh, what you're trying you know, to lay on my wife. See, if I find out you cheating you, you, you know, uh, and you mess around with my wife, it's going to be some shit. I, I, I know you're what crazy. you're trying to do. You're crazy. I'm, you're I'm just letting you go. I'm going to say it one more time. Keep your black ass off around my house. You know, first of all, I told you once again, you can't be talking to me like that. Now, I'm trying to be cool about the situation. Because I know you may be just upset. Okay, I can appreciate that. Okay, I have a wife. And I'd be upset if somebody was coming by visiting my well, wife. Why don't you, why don't you spend more time often. at your house with your wife? I then. do spend my time with my wife. Time, I do. You know, I don't spend maybe, much time. Maybe, I only came by two or three times. Your house. Maybe I need to come by your house and holler at your wife. Well, you're welcome to. Maybe, 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 maybe I, mean, maybe I need to come, come, come lay something over there on her. 
Everybody say amen. I'm not amen. going. <laughs> amen. That was amen. Funny. Again. Always got to yeah. make the church people go back to how they were before they got in church. I just, Always. I just wanted to pull a few <laughs> colorful words out of him, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> we, we on the highway to hell is what he said. Nephew Tommy is on the highway to Beaumont, Texas. <laughs> wow. That would be uh, I-10 headed east. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, we sir. will be there at the Julie Rogers Theater. Oh, yes, uh, That will. would be March the 19th. 
<laughs> oh, stupid is on the way. <laughs> Keep on rolling. <laughs> April rolling. 1st through the 3rd. <laughs> Good God Almighty, they call it April Fool's Day. <laughs> I will be acting a fool. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> At Zany's Comedy Club. <laughs> yes, sir. Nashville, uh, Tennessee. <laughs> and Come then we're going to... Bring it on home. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, April 8th through the 10th. Not April at the, Fool. At the comedy April zone. zone. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. <laughs> the comedy zone. Zone. <laughs> Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina. <laughs> home yes, of the Hornets. Yes. The Hornets. <laughs> oh. The Hornets. There it is. Well, March 19th, Beaumont, April 1st through the 3rd, Nashville, Tennessee, Zany's Comedy Club. <laughs> <laughs> April 8th through the 10th, Comedy Zone, Charlotte. April <laughs> <laughs> North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> May the doors of the comedy clubs open. Margaret Jordan, hometown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right. Homer Duke and the Tar Heel. <laughs> we got to go. Coming up next, it's the Strawberry Letter, the subject, best friends and lovers. We'll get into that <laughs> right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your strawberry letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter, uh uh-huh, just like we're going to be reading this one live on the air, and you never know. It could be yours right here, right now. It could be. It could. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, best friends and lovers. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm ashamed to write this letter, but here goes nothing. I'm in my late 40s, and I'm married to a wonderful man that can't satisfy all of my needs. He's a great father, and he's a great financial provider. I have the house, car, clothes, jewelry, and everything else. In addition to all of that, I have a great group of friends, and my husband never complains when I want to have a girls' night out or go on a vacation with my girls. He doesn't even mind that my best friend is a guy and he's been in my life since I was 15 years old. And he picks up the slack in the one area that my husband falls short, the bedroom. We've been having sex for over 25 years. He was my first and the best I've ever had so far. I was so in love with him in my early 20s, but he never chose me as his girlfriend. We've kept our secret affair going for years. He told me that he's going to propose to a special girl soon, and he wants me to meet her. It was like he knocked the wind out of me, and my knees crumbled. I literally fell right in front of him. I knew other girls he dated, but I didn't care because he'd always come and make love to me whenever I needed him. We kissed and caressed each other, and he always took his time with it, like we were a couple. Then we'd get dressed and go hang out like we were best friends. It was sneaky and fun, and it helped me get through years of terrible sex with my husband. Now he's going to get married, and the dynamic will change. I've had fantasies of him begging me to leave my husband for him, but now it is very clear that he's overlooked me again. 
I want to break. I want to break free, but how do I? Are Are you saying you want to break free of your marriage, or you want to break free of him? You want to break free of him, that hold he has on you. All right. Well, uh, this is a question you already know the answer to, and of course, you know that's you got to get yourself together. You got to get some sort of self control here and stop sleeping with your friend. Uh, close that chapter. Walk away and never look back. Um, so the question is, what do you want from Steve and me? I mean, because I hear no remorse in your letter. I hear nothing about you love or care for your husband. I mean, you said earlier that he was a wonderful man. Uh, all I hear is you, you pining over your soon-to-be ex-boyfriend slash side piece. Uh, well, he's out now. He's out. Uh, the problem for you is that you guys have been going at it for 25 years And it's not so easy for you to just pick up and leave. You have emotions. You have strong feelings invested in this. Doesn't sound like he does, though. Uh, You said that he dropped you again um, in the letter. Uh, Sounds like it was just some easy sex for him uh, with you. It was there. It was available. So he did it. I mean, now he's moving on with someone he actually cares about. So I'm asking you, please let him do that. Because it, it sounds like you're a little hesitant here to let him you know, get out of your grasp. Um, So let him go without any interference from you. It's over, and you need to concentrate on your own house. You have a whole husband that you've been cheating on for the longest. Uh, Try to salvage what you you can, if you can, if he doesn't know about the affair. And and if that's not what you want, leave and and let your husband be free. I mean, that's that's all I've got for you. All right, that's it. Steve? Wow, this letter is going to be fun. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Um, how much time do I have right now? Because I want to do this all at one time. So I got a couple minutes here. So let me set up what I'm going to do when we come back. First of all, whenever a person writes that I'm ashamed to write this letter, but here goes nothing, that's because they know this letter ain't finna be about nothing. And she did not disappoint. Uh, this woman is in her late 40s. Now get this. what Married to a wonderful man. Hmm. How many women would love to say that? That can't satisfy all of my needs. Okay. He's a great father. He's a great financial provider. I have the house, car, clothes, jewelry, and everything else. In addition to all that... I got a great group of friends, and my husband never complains that I want to have a girls' night out or go on vacation with my girls. He doesn't even mind that my best friend is a guy, and he's been in my life since I was 15 years old. Let me stop right now. Your husband ain't that stupid. Please understand. He don't mind you going on vacation. He don't mind that's your best friend. Don't think that men are that stupid, ladies. Because sometimes, even though you all are smarter than we are, sometimes we know some stuff, but we know how to keep it close to the vest. Because ain't no need to exposing you and run the risk of exposing me. So I don't think your husband is as naive and as dumb as you think. Satisfying you might not have to be a priority, especially if he's doing something somewhere else. But then if he is, you bought this all upon yourself. I know I bought it on myself. 
I owe no blame to no one else. And now I realize I can't get over you. Frankie Beverly and Mays, my favorite Mays song. When I come back, I'm going to really have to tell you something. Thank you. All right. (laughs) We'll have part two Steve's response. (laughs) He took a break. He'll be back. Uh, At 23 minutes after the hour, today's Strawberry Letter subject, best friends and lovers. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. Come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject, best friends and lovers. Mm. Yeah, this letter right here, this woman in her late 40s has a wonderful husband, does everything a man is supposed to do, provides great father, great husband, provided she's got claws, clothes, jewelry, she got everything she ever wanted, she even got a great group of friends. And she goes, her husband don't mind she go on vacation with a girlfriend, and he really don't mind that her best friend is a guy. And she's been sleeping with this guy since they were 15. 25 years they've been sleeping together. That's in the letter. That's a fact. Now, your husband ain't giving it to you in the bedroom like he's this boy that's your best friend. He's your first and best that you've ever had so as far so far you said. Uh, you've been in love with him in your early 20s, but he never chose me as his girlfriend. Okay? This is very important ever. He never chose me as his girlfriend. We've kept our secret affair going for years. He told me that he's going to propose to a special girl soon, and he wants me to meet her. It was like he knocked the wind out of me, and my knees crumbled. I literally fell right in front of him. Look, I knew other girls he dated, but I didn't care because they was always come and make love to me whenever I needed him. We kissed and caressed each other. He always took a time with it like we were a couple. Then we get dressed and go hang out like we were best friends. It was sneaky and fun. Okay, let's remember that line. It was sneaky and fun. And it helped me to get through years of terrible sex with my husband. Now he's going to get married and the dynamic will change. I've had fantasies of him begging me to leave my husband for him. But now it's very clear that he's overlooked me again. I want to break free, but how do I? Shirley asked the best question. Shirley said, are you trying to break free of him or your husband? Because your fantasy is for one day him to come and beg you to leave your husband, which you would do. But you've been sleeping with this man behind your husband's back for all these times. And your knees buckled and you failed when he told you he was going to marry a special girl. Well, that was shocking to you. He's never chosen you even as his girlfriend before. You ain't even been girlfriend. Why the hell are you hanging on for wife? I'm confused. Then you said he's overlooked me again. Uh-huh. Again? That's been it from always. I want to break free, but how? Well, here we go. I have written seven points that I need for you to soak into your head to help you break free. Because you're free. You're not in. You caught up on your own. And you bought this on yourself. 
So how do you break free? Let's come to seven points of contention. These things you need to get in your head. Number one, you easy. <laughs> you easy. You right there. You easy. You, you right there. Easy, available. You just there. You it. Tag you and I feel like doing something. I'll come do you. You ready for the next one? You ain't the one. Oh. You, you need to get a... I got seven things, lady, that you need to get through your head. You ain't the one. You ain't ever been the one. You've always been the other one. You have never been the one. What is your shock that he don't want you as a wife? You ready for number three? Yes, bring it. You're not wifey material. I'm just telling you the truth. And you proven it by the way you acting as a wife. You've been cheating on your man for 25 years. This fun, sneaky fun you've been having. You're not wifey material. You've given us a letter full of proof. But you want this man who know that to make you his wife. How? You ready for number four? Bring it. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for number four? Ready. Yes. I can have you even when you get married. Uh, this ooh. dude, he can have you even when you get married. So why he got to marry you? Are you on the, you ready for number five? I'm yes. ready. Let's go. Let's do it. Huh? Yes. Yes, ready. <laughs> you let me use you. Why would I choose you? Ooh. One more time on that one. Boy, I, I said like you let me use you. Why yeah. would I choose you? That's number five. You need to Appreciate get these in your head. You, you want number six? Yes. How you going to be first when clearly you love second? Ooh. Ooh, you better minister How up here. you going to be first when clearly you love second? Yeah, Post your Preach comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, sports talk with the nephew in for Junior right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Tommy's in for Junior uh, with today's sports talk. What you got, Tommy? Ooh, oh, check it out. I got I got basketball <laughs> news for you. I got some okay. soccer news for you. And Will then I, I got some. on any of this? You can come in on all three of them. I, okay. But the last one is I'll be damned. We're we going to get to I'll be damned. All right, here go the first right. one, though. You're going to love this. This is basketball news. Over the weekend, LeBron James called his shot saying he plans to play with his son, Bronny, before he ends his career. He said, my last year will be played with my son. James said, wherever Bronny is, that's where I will be. All right? I will do whatever it takes to play with my son for one year. It's not about the money at that point. Bronny isn't eligible to be drafted until 2024. LeBron going to only be 39 years old, so it's totally possible. Very yes, much sir. so. Wow. And I, I don't doubt it. nothing he say because he done done everything else he said he was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> On that son. damn basketball court, that was a bad boy. And I <laughs> love seeing him and Jordan hug at the All-Star game. Mm. Yeah. That was a great moment. 
Because them two goats. Goats. Man. Mm. Nice. Nice. Legends. All right. Here it is. Soccer news. Uh, One of the country's biggest young soccer stars made her uh, U.S. National Women's Soccer League debut last week against Czech Republic, Trinity Rodman. Trinity Rodman, the 19-year-old daughter of the NBA Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman, was subbed into the game in the second half. Trinity Rodman, who recently signed a four-year, $1.1 million contract with the Washington Spirit, is the highest play- paid player in National Women's Soccer League. Wow. Yes, gone. Uh, I promise you, girl Dennis boy. somewhere crying his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> My baby. <laughs> Man, I ain't this the I'll be damned right here, Unc. Mm-hmm. We all know that this boy, Tyreek Hill, is just crazy with foot speed, right? He, he's a bad boy. Kansas the human cheat, all right? Yeah, yeah. Now, he done decided, huh? He done called out Usain Bolt, saying, uh, I think I can beat Usain Bolt running. What? And you, <laughs> Usain say, when I get through beating you, I'll sign your clicks for you. That's how we going to do this. <laughs> he said, well. So who you got? You got Tyreek or you got Usain Bolt? Yeah, see, see, you want to wait to roost. Usain been quit running for three years, ain't practicing no more. Now you want to call out Usain. That ain't the way this go. Nine five, nine five. Get your ass on the track. We gonna hit the clock. You beat this nine five. Until you beat this nine five, partner. What we talking about? Now you want to mess with Usain? How old is Usain Bolt now? Usain Bolt is thirty five. Nobody is as fast as 35 as they was when they 25. They ain't a human living. How old is Tyreek Hill? Watch this. How old is Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs? They ain't even answer that because they don't know who his ass is. <laughs> so now, no, Tyreek. We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning, Morning Show at the here. top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So, Steve, as we all know, Dave Chappelle is kicking off his Netflix comedy special series, Home Team. And first up is our good friend Earthquake. Uh, Earthquake will have his special. It's called Earthquake. Legendary. And uh, yesterday, Chris Rock announced he is back on the road for the first time in five years. The Ego Death World Tour, Ego Death World Tour kicks off in April, on April 2nd in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And Kevin Hart, we all know, is back on the road as well. So you and Tommy, of course, comedians, uh, how important is stand-up touring uh, and the comedy specials, et cetera? How, how important is all of that? Touring, stand-up, specials? You got to go, you got, if you're doing these specials, you got to go put the time in and, and, uh, to make to perfect what you're trying to do. To me, mm-hmm. I, I truly mm-hmm. believe that. When you're getting ready to get over there and put, and they finna turn these cameras on, you got to be ready. Rock has mm-hmm. always, has always been ready mm-hmm. when they turn that camera on for him. I've never seen him not ready. Yeah, it's the the road work is necessary. If I decided to come back and do a special, mm-hmm. I need about eight months of okay, work. Really? Yeah, I need and you about would get back on the road to, to, to prepare. Yeah, I would go to some places where I could work it out. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and when you say work it out, what do you mean exactly? Well, you know, man, like because of my jobs on television, my timing is always still pretty sharp. I'm still quick with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to be quick on the radio. I got to be quick on all my Family Feud, the judge mm-hmm. show. But stand up is a different animal because mm-hmm. there's no exchange with other people. When you're on that stage, you're out there by yourself. 
So, like, you know, I can crack on somebody on Family Feud or make a comment on Judge Show. That's different from stand-up, dog. That's different from standing there for an hour 20, just you doing all the talking. Your timing and your bits have to have a cadence and a rhythm to them. And, and you got to get that down pat. And you got to get a, a set developed that you're comfortable with so you know where you're going next. So you don't have those blind moments on stage where you hemming and hawing and, um, you know, all this here. So it, it, I need about eight months of working uh, once a week on stage. But I would have to be out there once a week somewhere. Do you so miss what, what do you miss, Yeah, what do you miss most about it? Yeah. I, I miss the live the audience part of it. You don't miss uh-huh. the lead up, though, do you? I do not miss the getting ready. The, the, the four hours before a show is it's just a sickening <laughs> feeling to me. It's very, very uncomfortable, man. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. The getting dressed, the walking down the corridor, the standing backstage, the pacing, waiting to get announced. And then when they announce you, man, your heart rate is at a level that's just, and then so, you walk out here, man. And it's, I get that you're nervous, I get that, but what makes you so nervous? What are you so nervous about? Well, because I have a lot of expectations for myself, and then I have an ultimate respect for the audience. These people paid their money to see me. Mm-hmm. These people so really do different. want to be entertained. They spend a lot of money, man. They got to get Harder babysitters. Yeah. You know, they park and they out here souvenirs to mm-hmm. drink, man. You know, man, and they paid hoping and believing that I would deliver. Mm-hmm. People done flew from other places, mm-hmm. drove up from other places mm-hmm. to come see mm-hmm. It's well, It's hard, deliver. man. Mm-hmm. Especially when you tour in theaters because it's one night, one show. Mm-hmm. So uh, when people come to see you for one night, one show, they got to cancel stuff. They got to move stuff around. Right. See, when you're at a comedy club, you have a slight advantage because you got three nights, two, three shows to choose from, and then you can probably make one of those. When you come to them theaters, it's one night, one show. That's it. They've got to make, and so people got to move stuff around to come see you. That's that's big weight. Okay, all right. I love, well, I love comedy. Yeah. Comedy <laughs> Corner. That was Comedy Corner right there. Yeah, that's what they were. I'm a fan. I love, I love watching y'all. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at about 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so have you, 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 have you joined the Mile High Club? Well, if you're interested now, if you're interested, there's a brand new airline that makes it easier than ever. This airline is called Love Cloud. Don't you love that name? Love Cloud. And it specializes in offering couples the opportunity for some sky-high intimacy. Now, for only $995, you get a 45-minute trip on a private plane, which includes a red satin bed that is totally private and separate from the pilot. You also get a signed Mile High Club membership card to commemorate the occasion. Now, if you don't want to have sex at 30,000 feet, you can opt to have a romantic three-course meal or get married on the plane. So those are your options. that's worth it. For how long? 45 minutes. I ain't even undressed yet. But go ahead. Well, you better have your clothes unbuttoned when you go up them steps. (laughs) 
Because we Have landed in 45. I mean, you can please understand that. You need, you need I got to, to see if these sheets is clean. Head, I got a lot. Hey, hey, hey. When your ass is heading down the runway, when you're taxiing, you need to be busy. When you head down the runway, you need to be doing something <laughs> towards this 45. As the plane is going up. Because when we get up to 30, we got to start landing. <laughs> Make it worth your money. Uh, all right. I thank think that's you. a slick idea. That's worth uh-huh. it, man. You know what I mean? People gonna pay that nine forty five just to be flexing in front on Instagram like they got it going on. Yep. The Love Cloud is the name of the plane. All right. We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We'll do a round of Would You Rather at thirty three minutes after. Right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time for another round of Would You Rather. Would you rather rob a bank? Or steal a sports car. Either way, you got to steal something. Well, why you that bank so? gonna give you more years? I think. I think that <laughs> car. <laughs> ain't that car? Dog, that's a felony. You gone. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go in for grand theft. We can go. On. We can take that. <laughs> really? This is a well thought so out sure. answer. Oh, <laughs> so sure. I might get away with that bank. car though. Oh no I'm, no no I'm, no. See this bank, you gotta have a gun. Once you got oh, that gun, I'm you got some, no 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 no. Your ass can do another kind of time now. Mm. Okay. Okay. No, no, I'm not robbing no bank though. I steal his car. <laughs> I just told him. Yeah. Hey, well, uh-uh. hey, hey, let's go to the go to the next. Would you rather? Yes, on, yes, man. yes. All right. Would you rather have it rain every day? Rain uh-uh. every B. day. B. Hell or no. snow every day. Well, I'm you got go a problem snow. now. You've been in both Cleveland. Uh-huh. Yeah, you on, got Cleveland. a problem. If it, if it snow every day, your ass got a problem. Yes. It can't snow every day. You got a problem, partner. Hey, but so much snow removal. You mean it snowed again? What are we no, I'm shoveling this driveway. I got to go out here and shovel this driveway again. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But That's if it true. rain every day, Maybe. that water, yeah. the water got something for your ass, man. Yeah, that that, that that water gonna turn into a flood. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes. I didn't get into Either way, that's a rough one because a lot of people gonna be in trouble either way. Yeah. That's not gonna be good either way. All right, we'll pick one. Um, <laughs> sun, <laughs> you pick the sun. <laughs> Rain or uh, snow? <laughs> snow every day for how long, Shirley? Every day, every day. Help oh, that, that, no, that, that can't happen. It, Would you we, we all, we're all going to die either way. <laughs> all of us are going to die either way. Now, you want to get this Noah Ark version of it, or you want to freeze your days. ass to death? Uh-uh. Is it hot rain? <laughs> Is it wet snow? Okay. Um, all right, we're moving on, because you guys can't decide on that one. Would you rather... Know when you're gonna die or how you're gonna die. Oh, when? No, I'd rather know how. Because that way I can how. stay out of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna you're gonna be in a car accident every last my last car. Either ride. way, you're <laughs> right. gonna die. <laughs> but you wanna, you wanna know when, when? Man, Why do you wanna please. know when? Mm-mm. How? Oh, cause if because if I because I'm finna live life to the fullest that yeah. last year. Oh, I'm finna give y'all, I'm finna give it to you. Well, but you yeah. should do that anyway. Well, if it's next week, though, nice year. <laughs> Your time is limited. Next week, I'm going to stay in the house, in one room, close the door, and, and try to 
try to try to make it a lie. No. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna try to beat it. <laughs> Thank you. That's today's Would You Rather. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, our last break of the day and some closing remarks from the one and only Blue Cheese, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, our last break of the day on this Thursday. It's been a good day. It's been a fun day. Thank you to Cheryl Underwood for stopping by. And um, it's been fun. I've enjoyed myself. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You ready, Steve? (sighs) take us out yeah uh just thinking of a couple of things uh i've been watching a lot of people who uh you know on the news and stuff like this uh who seem that 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 are in such despair you know and I've list, I was watching somebody online the other day talking about how hopeless their life seemed to them. I want to offer people something to think about. Be very, very conscious of the word hopeless. You know, be very, very conscious of feeling hopeless because it can happen if you're not careful. And I've had to, in my life, on several times, become very acutely aware of this trick that the devil uses. And if the devil can get you to feel like it's hopeless, Oh man, he's got you. He's got you right where he wants you. I remember several times, man, when I was homeless, man, when I just didn't see this career going the way I wanted it to go. I, I was just in some dark places, man. You know, look, man, when you don't have a house to go to at the end of the day, it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a debilitating thought repeatedly to go, wow to not be able to say I'm going home. Because, you know, I mean, no matter how rough a day you have, if you have the comfort to say, man, well, skip all this, I'm going home. And you can turn that key and get into this place that you stay as no matter what it looks like or how small or how big, it's your home. If you can turn that key and go in there and shut that door and lock out them troubles for a minute, it gives you a moment to regroup yourself. So have not having the... Uh, the comfort of saying I'm going home was rough on me at times. And it was times where the devil would get into my mind and say, man, it ain't no way out of this. You just homeless. You not getting these gigs. Ain't nobody calling you. All this you want to be on TV, you want to be a star. Steve, This is hopeless. I had to catch myself. Because hope is a very important thing to cling on to. Because sometimes you only have hope to cling on to. And you've got to keep hope alive. I remember when Jesse Jackson used to say it, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. People don't know how really important that is. 
to keep hope alive. Not faith, not belief, not being factual that I know this is going to happen, but if you can just say the mere words, man, I hope I'll be okay. Man, I hope this work out. I hope God hear me. I hope I get a break. I hope this don't last too much longer. Just say hope. Just say it. I'm telling you, man, clinging on to that word hope, hope is the beginning of faith. Because like I say all the time, sometimes I used to hope I got a bike for Christmas. I used to hope I would get a toy. I used to hope, uh, you know, that I, I graduated. I hope I get a job one day. Well, eventually as I got older, all that hoping I used to do, eventually I learned how, wow, this is really faith. Faith is belief in things that you cannot see. But it begins with hope. Because when you're young, it's just hope. I hope Santa Claus bring me this. I hope I get a bike. Man, I hope I get that dollhouse. house. I hope I get that oven this year. I hope. I hope he asks me out. I hope she say yes. I hope she'll be my Valentine. I used to hope for so many things, man. But as I got older, I understood that hope was just the pure essence. There's a scripture, man. I wish I could think of it right now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's it. And the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's why you got to keep saying I hope. Even if you ain't strong enough to believe. Hope is the substance of faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. You can't have faith without first hoping. I hope this happened. Well, faith is a belief in things that you cannot see. So what are you hoping it to, what are you things that you cannot see? Something you hope for. You gotta keep hope alive. Y'all, when you feel like you ain't gonna make it, just keep saying, I hope. Lord, I hope. God, I hope. Lord, please, I hope. And I'm telling you, he'll come to you. He'll come to you. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope turns into faith if you just keep saying it. Keep hope alive, y'all. Always just keep saying you hope. That's the beginning of things happening and changing in your life. Those are my closing remarks today. I hope that did something for somebody. Hey, listen, y'all, talk to God. He'd love to hear from you today. See you tomorrow. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 